Us Watch podcast, where a married couple talks about TV. My name is May, and with me is... I am John. Hello, John. Hello. Hello. So, yes, uh, we are married couple. We yeah. like to watch TV. Right now, we are re-watching Dexter in preparation for season nine. And right now, we are at the penultimate of season three. Eleven. Oh, my goodness. And this episode is called... I had a dream. A dream about you, Dexter. A song to sing. Dexter. I can see the murder up there in Miami. (laughs) I can see the blood here. It's all over your fingies. All over your fingies. Yeah, we may not be uh, songwriting people. But we are podcasting people, and That's damn right. it, we are here to do it. Can I just say, before we get started, I need to talk about how I've got some serious soul-searching to do. Oh, you do? Uh, no, uh, oh. Maria says that line, and it cracked me up, so I'm going to just <laughs> remind you that I, too, need some serious soul-searching. But, yes, we are on episode 11, I Had a Dream. Let's get into it. Oh my goodness. Let's dive on in. Because previously on Dexter, Dexter uh-huh. was kidnapped. Oh no. And it, we we go back to Dexter and he is in a trunk. Yeah, he is back in that trunk. And I love the sexy red light. It's, oh it's my very goodness. sexy. Makes what could have just been a boring old trunk trip. Uh-huh. It's very sexy, very memorable. I like it. Ghost Harry <laughs> shows up and he's like, wow, this must be how your victims feel like. Shut up. Shut shut up. But he is a ghost because he can fit kneeling inside that trunk with room to spare. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like cramped. He's not like laying next to Dexter. (laughs) Although I kind of wish we had that. Dexter. Dad, stop it. Just like an inch away from his face. Yeah. Uh, Dex tells Harry that he was right about Miguel. And he's like, I'm sorry. Fuck. Miguel was a fucking mistake. And ghost Harry's like, dude. I do not blame you for wanting a friend, and I am proud of you for trying. Oh, my God. I loved that whole that whole thing, that oh, whole interaction. And, and I think this also supports your, yeah. you know, he, that he, he is actually a ghost. Yes. Because some of the things that he's saying to comfort Dexter, I, I don't think Dexter would have that those thoughts for himself, you know? Of course. I, I think it is entirely relatable to... Um, I guess Rise of Skywalker <laughs> spoilers. If you, if you, if you really, if you haven't seen it by now, don't worry about it. Lucky you. But uh, yeah, in Rise of Skywalker, uh, Adam Driver talks to a ghost Han Solo, yeah. and it's kind of that same thing of like it's weird when that ghost is there to give you advice. Yes, but when they're like, oh, it's not a ghost; it's like a memory he had. But that didn't happen, but it kind of did. I don't know. So it kind of doesn't make that moment land because you're like, well, what the fuck? Now, in this one, whether or not uh, it's actually a ghost, which would be awesome, or even if it isn't Dex's POV, it shows you at the very least how much Dexter is growing. Absolutely. Is that either his version of Harry in his head would say, I'm proud of you, or ghost Harry has transcended from hell (laughs) to, to wake the dead and to tell his son that he's proud of him. But, you know. Yeah. Point is. Either way. I think it works really well. Oh, it's so nice. And guess what? What? Dex won't give up. He gets oh, out good. He gets out of his duct tape and the trunk yeah. opens and 
bam, pop, punches Vince Masuka so hard, he, he goes into, like, four different buildings behind them. He just, bam, 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 bam. It's like, it's like um, in The Incredibles, the first one, when Mr. Incredible is all pissed off at his tiny little boss, yeah. and he punches him, and it just punches all the way straight through the whole office. I like That's that. exactly what happened here. I was going to do the... Batman v Superman at the beginning when Superman lands oh! and then takes that guy through nine walls. That's like a good yours, one too. I like yours much better. Oh, thanks. Particularly Both good. because Mr. Incredible's boss is the same height as Vince. <laughs> but we get to, do you want to get to a sexy party boat? Fuck yeah, it's bachelor party time! One of the first people, um, one of the first shots is on Ramos with a stripper. Yes! And it does kind of look like the actor is like, hey, things are turn- good looking up. Everything's coming up Ramos. <laughs> Just here we go, baby. Yeah, like he, even he's like, this is pretty cool. But yeah. <laughs> Drunk Quinn <gasps> is the best Quinn. It's my favorite Quinn. I kept looking at him the entire bachelor party scene. He is so happy. <laughs> and him freaking out about... Vince getting punched and be like, that was fucking hilarious. It's <laughs> so good. And then later, and then... when when uh, they're talking about it, and they're like, look around, there's a bunch of strippers and shit. Um, as Dexter does whatever he does, you can see Quinn in the background go up to and like start hitting on the strippers. He's and then start... he like turns over for them to smack his ass. And... Yeah, he, like, he starts like twerking. Yeah. <laughs> He's like pointing at their boobs. That's awesome. <laughs> he is very correct. <laughs> I, was like, I also agree, though. There's some very lovely ladies. They're not bad. Um, <laughs> Miguel is dropped off by Ramon, which is very interesting. Oh, my goodness. And then, oh, my God. So we cut to Dexter in the midst of this bachelor party. And, he's like, <laughs> right. and it's, got the, it's got the music. There's a bit of slow-mo. Um, it's somewhere between, like, sexy music and, like, kind of, like, rave the Matrix music. You know, because yes! it's just sexy. And Dex is in the middle of it, and he's just taking it in, and you're seeing all the chaos go around yeah. um, around him. This is clearly just a deleted scene from the movie Gamer, right? <gasps> oh, my God! Because there's boobs, <laughs> and he's smiling at the camera, you know, creepily. Yes! And for those of you who have not seen the movie Gamer. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. It's, it, uh... it, it's a movie where Gerard Butler um, is a prison inmate who is forced to be a live action halo yes and people can uh but it's the violence is real and maybe he could die but if he wins like 10 rounds he gets let out of jail um, yeah and then he doesn't have to like play the game anymore yeah. and, and michael c hall is the bad guy and it's really gross uh oh it's a very gross movie i love it milo ventimiglia from oh, he- <laughs> this is us is in it and his name his character's name is rick rape Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's as horrific as you think it is. No, it's awesome. Like, there is a scene where he just has his hand in his pants. It's, anyway. Yeah, no, it's you not. Sound like a, you sound like a, <laughs> like a, like a mom from, like, the 80s. Like, just, he had a hand in his pants. Oh. But, yeah. Such shame. Anyway, <laughs> now I kind of want to watch Gamer. But. We, we might, actually. Uh, it's not because, good. But there's that one not. good scene where they do the dance. Yeah. Michael because... C. Hall dances because he controls people. Anyway, well, we're talking and about he sings and he's like a the legitimately good singer. Anyway, yes. we, we might be watching Gamer, but that's beside the point. So I didn't expect for my joke to reference something that <laughs> we didn't really laugh at 
but we just got really excited about the reference. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Miguel starts his speech, his, his best man speech, which at what point, what was his involvement of this? Did did Misuka just say, I'll do this? Or did he talk to Miguel at all? He had to invite him. Like, how did he, he get the number? I have so many questions about right? how this came to be. Did, did Was this all set up? And then Vince was like, hey, do you want to come to your uh, Dexter's bachelor party? Or was it like, hey, I'll take care of this? I'm excited. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck me, Miguel is a bad guy, but God, his speech, he's good at giving speeches, and he makes me happy, and I just love watching him. He's so fucking charismatic. That's it right there. He, man, that, I mean, that's literally his job, and that's what fucking tore everyone's wall, walls down, but, ooh, yeah, he's a good speaker. Can I ask you a question? Yes, you may. This, uh, this donut thing. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> you bring donuts in so people can like you? <laughs> I, uh, and then, and then this, this is me as Quinn. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He does. Yeah, yeah. Drunk Quinn laughing super hard was my favorite. So good. Uh, Miguel talks about friendship, how they're always honest. They see past their differences. And when there's a conflict, friends forgive. Uh, and also friendship is a sacred bond. Basically, every he Googled good friendship quotes. Yeah. And just did the top five. <laughs> well, and I also felt like it, he could have just like sometimes... Good friends give other friends shirts that could incriminate friends. Well, that, that brings up an interesting <laughs> point because he keeps having these double entendres yeah. that feel like they're supposed to be some sort of scare tactic for Dex. But kind of like Dex, we both we all kind of see that you're not going to say anything. Like, I'm not worried about it because he's like, come on, uh, donuts, that's crazy. Why don't you just stab a guy in the left ventricle? Or <laughs> like Dex, I have learned so much from you so much about and then he'll like pause for a bit and then say some bullshit <laughs> point is like yeah they were never like scary so like yeah it's interesting that miguel keeps trying to play this game and you're like it's not i don't know it, it doesn't it's yeah. not really working we get to dexter's department the next day where he goes to bed uh with only 45 minutes before he gets to work dear lord that was a late party well who schedules a bachelor party on a weekday you know, I feel like so many times when you see anyone in the precinct go out for a drink, the next morning they have work. Why do you do that? Well, because they're cops and they have it hard. Also, that's fair. In their fairness, um, I would say about half the time that they do that, you you cut to the next day and you have Vince or Batista with water bottles on their forehead. <laughs> and they, they do a really good job about being accountable, which I like. They do, yeah. But uh, knock, 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 knock. It's Rita. Oh, with bagels to soak up the alcohol. Yeah, that's a good idea. And uh, <laughs> Dex <laughs> confirms the bachelor party went well. Then they both talk about Miguel and Syl. To which Rita's like, who breaks their vows like that? And I love Dexter's, a man without a code. Exactly. It's all of these dumb lines that I like, but I, f I don't like quoting the show so much on the podcast because then we're just reenacting in a very poorly the show <laughs> but then they have lines like that that i'm like well i have to include it yes. even though it's dumb and like it's every time dexter's like no i or, yeah. yeah no they they do that everywhere yeah it was a, a couple of episodes ago when rita's pregnancy hormones are taking over and she's just like i just have this monster inside oh, yeah. of me and it's like okay like come on <laughs> like, rita tells dex uh miguel doesn't have to be his best man 
And Dex does contemplate that. Yeah, I like that. They keep talking about wedding stuff until Dex gets ready for work. Then back at the briefing room, Dex is talking about how um, all of the guys that were at his bachelor party feel like they're they're sharing this big secret. Yeah. And then he goes on to do that thing where he's like, but only Miguel knows my secret. (laughs) Ever since we found out in season two that the voice in his head is literally Dexter talking to himself. Yes. I'm, I, I, shut up. (laughs) Just just that one, we know. You don't have to be like, I, I'm going to get a donut, but this will be Miguel's last donut ever. Like, you don't have to make things sinister when it's just you. Oh my goodness. It's just, it's cheesy for sure. And I, I love it. Deb is mad, rightly so, that she wasn't fucking invited to Dexter's bachelor party. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Come on. Like, there was more than just naked women there, right? There was probably yes. a dartboard or whatever bachelor parties have. There was plenty of booze. Yeah. Uh, karaoke, perhaps. Yes. Uh, kudos to Batista for getting right to business. Because, like, they're all complaining about being hungover. Yeah. And I was kind of expecting a Batista being like, all right, guys, well, you know, we all had a late night. Let's get going. No, he just like, all right, guys, let's go. And he's still massaging his head. But, yeah, really good. I like, I, I really respect how mu- how serious this season Batista is taking the sergeant role. Yes, yes. He's filling into his new, his, his promotion very well. Well, Batista sends Ramos on a side mission to the Nicaraguan embassy. And he's like, go there in person. And even Ramos was like, oh, shit, really? Yeah, okay. that's huge. Yeah, do I get to bring a camera crew? I don't. Okay, uh-huh. it's off screen. Damn it. <laughs> Soon, though. Thanks for that stripper, though. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, Anton is coming in later, and Batista's like, I'll be there for that. So, cool. Uh, LaGuerta is re-watching the bartender interrogation um, mm. about Miguel's SUV with high beams, and she keeps, like, pausing and replaying certain parts. The obvious parts of, it was a black or blue SUV. <laughs> Uh, fucking high beams. Black or blue SUV. I don't know. It was this fucking high beams or something. And she keeps going back and forth. Then she pulls out Miguel's file. And I love that on the front of it, it's one of the... It, it's not a It's not a uh, headshot, per se, because uh-huh. Jimmy Smith's has been around since the 80s. But it is a publicity shot yeah. that you would find on, let's say, IMDb, mm. uh, which I thought it was really fun. Yeah, right? And she's clearly on to Miguel which I wasn't sure about until she opened Miguel's file and it was like black SUV and she like circles it. It's like high beams and she like circles it. And then it's like owned by Miguel Prado and she like circles it. Yeah, and And then taps her pen right there. It's like there's something "Hmm." going on. Hmm." Yeah, so she's clearly on to Miguel and invites him over for entrapment. No, no, Maida. Not the Sean Connery, Catherine Zeta-Jones epic (laughs) entrapment. Okay. We all remember that laser scene from the 90s, but that's not what we're talking about. Now, okay? Oh, wow. Yes, we all do. We all definitely remember that. Tradition uh, Catherine Jeta Jones. <laughs> Look out for those lasers. Perhaps you should do a sexy dance. Oh, my God. Remember that from that movie? I remember. Back at the bullpen. Back at the bullpen. Barbara shows up with Italian hangover remedies, to which I responded, what the fuck? Why have you never shown up with Italian hangover remedies or any hangover remedies i'll take any nationality mongolian hangover remedies any of them right i know i need to i I need to do my research (laughs) you really let me down angel didn't get hungover and he says and i have a plus one now 
So, you know, I got to be. But if Dexter wasn't the main person, wasn't the main character of the show, and the wedding wasn't at the finale, you would wonder, Batista is talking too much about this. He's like, yeah, I got a plus one now. Everyone's freaking out about having a plus one. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, just relax. You got weeks. Like, Jesus (laughs) Christ. I don't know. It's just, he's, he's a little thingy. Dex talks to Ghost Harry in Dexter's lab about the actual plan to kill Miguel. Yeah. And Harry's like, well, the bitch is a public figure. And Dex is like, exactly. I'm going to pin it on the Skinner, who is also a public figure. Ooh. But the issue with this, with this plan uh, is that Dex is planning on doing it on his fucking wedding night. Oh, my God. And yeah, and Harry's like, no, what if Rita wakes up and sees you're not there? That's a t- Terrible way for her to remember your wedding night. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it, man. Deb comes into Dexter's lab to hide from Anton. <gasps> yeah. And she like closes the blinds and stuff. <laughs> and um, she wants, she starts talking about how Anton isn't right for her. And maybe she needs someone closer like Harry. And Deb, Dex kind of gets a face and Deb confronts Dex finally about this bug up his ass about Harry that he's had. For and, months. And, uh, Dex is like, well, Harry cheated on Doris with a CI, so maybe you're more like Dad than you thought. My God. Dexter, you don't have a lot of tact. <laughs> no, but no, but that's good, because then he says the things we want him to say. That is true, but Deb is taking it uh, a little hard. Well, Batista bursts in to grab Deb, because only Anton will talk to her, but I love that Angel knew exactly where Deb was. Like, Deb's like, I gotta hide from Anton. And, like, less than 30 seconds later, Batista's like, hey, oh, oh, sorry to interrupt, but, hey, I need you. Like, he wasn't fooling anyone. I love it. He's a good boss. Um, (laughs) As Deb leaves, she's like, blow me. And Batista's like, my sister never says that. (laughs) Which we both thought was hilarious. It's very good. Deb shows up to Anton's interview, and Anton immediately tells her to send in the other guy because he's like, "Oh, it's clear you don't want to, you don't want to be here." And uh, good for him for knowing her. Like, obviously, Jennifer Carpenter's acting the shit out of this. Oh, it's yes. not that hard to tell, but good for him for knowing what the situation is. Yeah. And, uh, Anton tries to be there for Deb. Yeah. But she asks if he could be here for her instead and focus on the case. Um, oh, the amount of tension and the amount of chemistry that these two have is just palpable. That, this might be why my next note is, my God, he's already so massive. Like, really? I thought he didn't bulk up till he got to Arrow. No! Fucking big guy! He is a big guy. And, oh, he just, he looks so comforting. And he's, like, they do a little dance with their hands the whole oh, scene. Oh, they, I, I have the, the note that they were playing Hansley. Yes. It's the game of hands. Mm. Where's your hands? There's your hands. And, and that's, that's how, how we play handy hands. Uh, so here's the interesting thing. Anton goes into what it's like to be skinned. And if I'm honest with you, oh. just between you and me, yeah, it doesn't sound great. I wouldn't want to try it. Anton gives a really good speech about how it sounded like someone else screaming and how hard it was, how traumatic. But my issue is I can see my version of this. Where like yeah. I'm in an I'm in an interrogation room at a police station. I got Ooh. my cigarette. And I'm yeah. talking about my my traumas. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but then you know what happens to you. And I'm I'm going into it and like it's not you anymore. It's a dark void filled with hate and wonder. You're doing your whole thing, right? Uh-huh. But then it turns out my experience was was just getting like stuck in a water slide. 
I hung there for hours with water rushing past my feet, rushing past my feet, rushing past my feet. Sat there not knowing who I was anymore. You're like, dude, you were in a hot, like a water slide for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, it was hell. It was a, a mid-July day being in that, 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 that heat tube. Ridiculous. It wasn't me anymore. Yeah. No. Anyway, uh, George King took Anton's change, which is uh, the, the relevant part of this. And yes, uh, Deb and Anton keep playing Hansley. It's the game of hands. Then Deb leaves, and uh, she and Quinn are ready to get back to work. So they're going to go back and canvas the, the torture shed. Vince knows too much about freezing sperm because he's a, he's a donor. Of course he's a donor. He's popsicling his eye. From Dex's punch still. Like, it's the next day, and he's still uh, yeah. doing it, which is pretty funny. Like, and he shows... does have a nasty bruise under his eye. Well, you, if you think about how hard Dexter, thinking it was the Skinner, would have punched him. Like, oh yeah, you, you get it. And it was a nice attention to detail that they didn't just, like, it was that night. He has a bruised eye, and he never gets back to it. I like that he was still uh, freezing it. Yeah, he was still nursing it. Like, <laughs> it was a hell of a punch. Vince wants to Google Tammy because uh, they slept together. And mm. more importantly, they stayed up all night just talking <gasps> and fucking Vince's self-esteem. There has to be something wrong with her if she likes me, right? Oh, buddy. It's adorable. <laughs> Dex is stalking Miguel and Ramon drops him off at a five-star hotel. But then Miguel like circles back and clearly he ditched Ramon and he's going somewhere else. So Dex follows. Oh my uh, back with Deb and Quinn, they're investigating George King's torture shed. Mm-hmm. When um, Deb finally asks the question we've all been wondering. Yes. Hey, Quinn, the fuck is up? Do you have a rich mom? Do you have a rich dad? What the fuck? He's yeah. like, I'm not close to my dad. I'm not close to my mom. And they're like, what the fuck? Trust fund kid? What the fuck? Almost. He had a rich uncle, which fuck him. We all want a rich uncle. Right? Where's my rich uncle? It's ridiculous. Give me a fancy watch and a fancy car. If I can have a rich relative who I don't even have to know exists and they will give me money. Oh my God. That'll be the best. Upon upon finding out that Deb is single, Quinn suggests carpooling to (gasps) Dexter's wedding. Oh man. uh, Deb shuts that down immediately. But so quick. I realized at this moment how less tan Quinn has been over the last episode or two. He's still tan, but he's not like butt-fucking the sun tan. Like a leathery tan. Yeah, like he's, he's calmed down a bit. Yeah, he's, he's putting sunscreen on. That's good. Yes. And um, Deb gets a call from Batista, and she doesn't have good cell status. But what I loved about it is that the fake, that, that phone call sounds like Batista trying to not be heard. Like, he's yeah. like, it's like, okay, so you have cell service, you have bad cell service, and Batista's just like, hello, Morgan, hello. Like, it's not like a, re- you know what I mean? Like, he clearly, and they didn't, like, static it enough. They didn't try to, you can hear him clearly. Yeah, so, you can. Yeah, it's just, just really like, yeah, like, they, they put, like, static kind yeah, of in between yeah. each of his words. But, but it, yeah. it wasn't that, yeah. It was cool. <laughs> um but yeah, this is where Deb finds out that George King was using the change for the payphone to call people. Yes. So she's like, let's run these records. Let's go police that 
phone booth! I want to see everyone this phone booth has fucked in the last 20 years. That's right! Get some samples! I assume that's that phone calls making calls is the equivalent of a phone call having sex. <laughs> that's what I think. That's why I, that's what I think. <laughs> Miguel is at La Guerta's and they're doing some sexy dinner. Oh, uh, yes, they are. Miguel starts to reminisce about how oh, we used to be sexy together. Oh, my and goodness. Maguerta, although she is clearly doing this for another mission, it is interesting how much she's shutting him down and not, like, flirting back too, too much. Right. She's not outright rejecting it, but she's certainly not going to let anything happen. Yeah, like, she's clearly, she's there with her friend, and she still loves and respects her friend. It's a little flirty. We, we, it's a little flirty. There is, yeah. yeah. But she's, like, she, she's she got her detective glasses on. Yes. Um, I think she would call them her lieutenant glasses, but sure. Laguerta <laughs> uh, pretends to leave booze in the car and sneaks to Miguel's car to steal evidence, which I really liked, one. Um, I like that she actually did leave booze in the car. She planned it out. Yes. Two, yeah, I, I like the I like what LaGuerta does. She's a good cop. And she really is. Politics aside, and even then, what politics have there been in this season? Oh. Um, she's fucking, yeah, She's she knows what she's doing. She's killing it. I yes. love her. And I love Dexter watching her do it, too. Yeah, yeah. They're like, Dexter's just sitting there across the street, like, oh, shit. W- watching her, like, you know, do the little tape trick on his, on his back seat. For sure. And, yeah, and she, he's just like, oh, nice. That like, might that help me out a little. Come in handy. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Dex stays the whole time. And as Dexter is scrolling through the radio, ending on marching music, of which I thought was fucking course. perfect. Um, fucking Sousa. <laughs> uh, yeah, Maria says goodbye to Miguel as there as he leaves, and he gets out in, into his car and leaves, but not before noticing that his trunk is open, <gasps> with a suspectful glare at Maria or at her house. Yes, it's not directly at her. She's not still out there waving goodbye, and he's just like staring at her, right? And, like slowly shutting his trunk. Yeah, and she's just waving goodbye, goodbye now, <laughs> goodbye. But yeah, no, that very sinister look as he like yeah he shuts the trunk and Dexter just don't do it, don't do it, don't walk do away. It. The next morning, Dex gets to his lab when Maria shows up with her Miguel findings, and Maria, I think it's interesting. This is another one of those times where whether it's Lundy, whether it's Maria, sometimes Vince is not the guy to go to. And it's like, yeah. this is not the first time that someone has asked Dex to run something and not Vince specifically. Yes. Which I really like. Um, yeah, and she trusts him, which is good and kind of sad um, in, in that if you think about why her life is so fucked up, it's because uh, of Dexter. So it's, uh, it is one of those that I do feel kind of bad when she's like, Dexter, you're awesome. Thank you. And I'm like, well, if you knew about James, yeah, let's, we don't talk about him. Yeah. Uh, Maria tells Dex to use her authorization code to and to keep this quiet. And what's funny is that Dex is like, hey, if you want something under the table, I'm your guy. <laughs> to which they have a funny little awkward moment. But that also shows how much Maria has evolved over the last few years. Oh, my goodness. Season one, Maria would have loved if Dexter said that to her. Oh, my oh, God, right? she would have loved it. Ooh, I, I bet I could find something under the table too and it's like ooh sexy time. Yeah, they would have had a weird flirty thing that Dexter would have hated. But <laughs> yeah. Dex 
police Googles um, the thing, and he needs the author- authorization key. And you, we don't see what it is. Yeah. You know it's something like, James Dokes was innocent in 2007. <laughs> like, you know, it was something that was just like, no one will know. It's like, James Dokes was not the Bay Harbor Butcher. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, of course. <laughs> so, at Miguel's hotel, um, Miguel gets a warning um, that LaGuerta is looking into him specifically when it comes to Ellen Wolf. And I'm going to be honest with you. Don't understand how all of this police shit works about how, oh, she's looking into that and whatever. Right? It works. I don't care. It's good. Yeah. Like, it just it just shows exactly how deep Miguel has his fingers in all of the pies. And he's okay. like, yeah, I can look at all of this shit. Yeah. You can't say Miguel isn't cheating and then use a term like he has his fingers in all the pies. <laughs> it's not okay. Deb tells Quinn about George King's phone records, so they check a house that he might be staying at because the family isn't there half the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Batista tells Vince about Tammy being like, sorry, brah, she rammed a car into someone else for a parking spot. Like, she's fucking, she has issues. Yeah, she went to anger management. And Vince is like, oh, thank God, she's still in my league. (laughs) She's a little fucked up. I'm going to pounce on that. I like it. Dex confirms it's Ellen Wolf. Um, like, he does his science and confirms that it is Ellen Wolf that the evidence is. But he's not quite sure whether to tell LaGuerta or not. And then Vince comes in and is like, hey, I got a plus one. Yeah! Yeah, not too bad. Well done, Masuka. Quinn and Deb get to the George King hideaway house and they sneak around the back, see George King, who who, like, sees them in bales. Yeah, like, he sees them through the window, too. <laughs> Quinn uh, runs inside, is chasing King all over the house, and then when they get outside, Quinn's stunt double from the last episode, yeah. from a couple episodes ago, tackles George, but then Quinn gets knifed in the face. He's Ooh. fine. He's fine. He's fine. But King escapes. Oh, fuck. So, oh, that sucks. <laughs> LaGuerta grabbed the file um, of the, on Dexter's in Dexter's lab, mm-hmm. and talks to Dex about it. Dex offers to help Maria, and Maria confides in him about the whole Miguel thing, and Dex does his best to convince her to sit on it for a bit, right? Yeah. To which Maria responds with, I've got some serious soul-searching to do. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's fun. It's a, it's a good line. and like It's perfect. It's, it's, just, it's such a dramatic line. It's really funny if someone uses it in real life. Absolutely. But you look at LaGuardia. Oh, yeah. No, you're 100%. <laughs> it's perfect. And, it, and and I think that also shows a lot of character development yeah. that she went from just completely rejecting every every one of the signs of Dokes, yeah. all of his anger problems and all of that. And then same with Miguel and all of this shit. And she's... She's not taking it personally, but yeah. she's also like, okay, I need to rearrange some things in my life. Absolutely. Uh, Dex is going to copy the Skinner for Miguel's death, which we already knew. Mm-hmm. And when he runs into Deb and Quinn out in the uh, bullpen, they tell them about their run-in and how King got away, which Dex is like, oh, that's great because I need him out there while we do this. Like, it would really suck to... Frame Miguel, and then they're like, oh, well, the Skinner was arrested three hours before that murder. Right. It's like, well, fuck. (laughs) Deb talks to Dex about how long he knew about Harry's infidelities as they get into his lab, and she just, like, it's as off the cuff as that. 
Like she just. Oh yeah. Oh, so by the way, let's talk about this. I love Dex t- saying that it was uh, character actor Margot Martindale who told him on her deathbed, and I'm like, yeah. that's a good lie because he's like, it's a couple of weeks, and I'm like, was it only a couple of weeks in season two? I'm trying to right. think. And then he, he brought up character actor Margot Martindale, and I'm like, oh, that's a good lie. It's yeah, that's perfect because definitely don't want Deb to figure out exactly which CI and all of that connection. So weird. Uh, Rita texts asking if Deb is bringing Anton to the wedding, which gets Dex and Deb to talk about it a little bit. Oh, and I love this. Anton is everything on paper that Deb shouldn't want, but does. And Quinn is perfect on paper, but not for Deb. Like it's like they're the perfect opposites, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Dex is talking Deb up. Um, he's like, no, you're fucking amazing. Stop saying you're a piece of shit. You're the best. Yes. And he starts talking her up a bit when he realizes that, oh, shit. Deb, you should have been my best man. Oh, my God. It breaks my heart. It's so good. This is all that Deb has ever wanted. Yeah. It's just some connection and some genuine, like, recognition. Doesn't fucking matter that she's a woman. And, yes, I understand Dexter feeling like, oh, well, I thought best man was supposed to be a man. I really feel for that because there is a part of me that really regrets not having uh, one of my sisters be my best man for our wedding. Yes. And again, kind of like Dexter, I thought the best man was supposed to be a man. But I don't have an excuse because I I had already seen this season. Yes, you did. By the time we got married. So I'm just stupid. But (laughs) when asked if Deb would like to be best man, uh, she responds with, Absolutely. I love it. I oh, love it. It's perfect. So we get to um, that new file clerk office with Francis, and Deb meets up with her, being like, hey, Francis, we're best friends for some reason, like off screen. <laughs> um, we have like a handshake, maybe. They talk. Yeah. Deb uh, wants Harry's CI files. Uh, Francis is like, I don't know what this is about, and she'll get them to Deb later. Oh, no. Dex is at Miguel's hotel. And Ramon and Miguel are drinking at the bar. And I love when, like, yeah, you can just hear the lines of, like, Dexter walking by. And they're like, they're not going to be, they're going to be at the bar all night. And then yeah. you immediately hear Miguel being like, hey, I'm not going to sleep tonight. No, no. Like, <laughs> it's like the writers are like, let's just make sure. No, I, mean, I, think, I think that the writers were like, I thought that would have been more subtle. I oh, you know, right? <laughs> when I wrote that. But, yes. but, but Jimmy Smith got it and he's like, he is a treasure. He is. Uh, Dex calls Miguel's hotel phone to find the room. And I'm wondering if that works. Because Dex would have had to at least know what floor yeah. he was on. Did he call multiple times? He may like have. for each floor? He may have. That's what I'm wondering. How long was he looking? Also, it's a five-star hotel. How big is this hotel? Did he just like, well, I, have I, to I, call I think... multiple times even for each floor? Yeah, well, and it's not even like Miguel had like a fancy room. He had like a normal room. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. But yeah, so he probably was doing that for a bit. Um, but and he then found it. He asks for turndown service, which I'm, I kind of wanted to try this at a hotel to see if they could just like, okay, here's, how about this? Yeah. We should have a date night where we both get separate uh, hotels. Okay. We, we can be in the same hotel, but let's get different rooms. Oh, okay. And then we both just try to sneak in to <laughs> the each other other's room. <laughs> that would be a date night. Oh, my God. It's, it's like a game of assassin. Yeah. <gasps> but it's like you and me, date night, and like one of us is like a murderer. Oh, my God. And we just have we to... Just... <laughs> 
but then that's that's what I also kind of want to do uh like along the same lines I want to set up my room like you've already come in to get me and I have written on the walls it was John see I I would do it where (laughs) I I like it I would do it where you are coming into my room to get me Uh and then you get in there and it's already a kill room oh oh, shit That'd be fun. And then I M99 you, but like my M99 is like a marker. So I just have to oh, mark yeah, you, your neck. Yeah, just, it's like, God damn it. God damn it. I'll go lay down. This is what date night is like for John and May. Yes, it is. Tonight's the night. <laughs> and it will, it's going to happen again. And again. Uh, yeah, no, we will We will plan that. And put it on the Insta. Yes, we will. Dex sees a life vest. And it's like, ah, he went, he went shopping again. He's going to kill again. Okay, really quick. Yeah. I feel like this is as stupid of a, of a catch as Deb coming out of Anton's apartment and going like, oh, trimmed trees. It's like, oh, a life vest. He's going to kill again. I, I understand the, the similarities there. For whatever reason, um, I really like the life vest. Oh, yeah, okay. It doesn't bother me at all. I get well, it. Good. It makes sense. I don't know if you needed to get, like, something as specific as a life vest. Sure. You, you, maybe you could have done it where it was, you know. But I do like that it is. it was random enough that the seemingly throwaway line from a few episodes ago, you're like, oh, yeah. I do like this in a way that I don't like the, the tree trimmer one. And, again, I can't tell you what it is about the tree trimmer one that I like or that I don't like in comparison to this one, which I do, because I do see those similarities. Sure. But there does seem something about, like, you're going to a grocery store to buy kill tools. You throw in a couple fake things that make sense to me. Mm -hmm. But going to kill someone and taking the time to to trim a tree when they know (laughs) that's your calling card, I just can't, I keep waiting for George King to get caught while trimming the tree. Oh, yeah. I didn't even skin them yet. And he's like, well, we caught you. And he's like, I'm not coming down. And now he's just throwing branches down at them. Now, yeah. <laughs> and then the equivalent with the life vest, it's Miguel just shopping. He's just shopping, shopping, and well, then he puts in a life vest. You're on doorbuster. I'm, I'm wondering if the equivalent is like some sort of Breaking Bad montage where you 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 follow Miguel. He's bringing a box okay. to like a storage container oh, unit, right? Yeah. Okay. He finds the right one, opens it up, and in like Breaking Bad, how it, it was just a pallet of cash. This is just oh, like. Yeah pallets of life vests to show how many people he's killed he's just got pallets of life vests it's like the end of uh raiders of the lost ark and he's just like putting more life vests in his life vest warehouse it's a bit much but uh uh yeah he also sees laguerta's warning on the computer sorry laguerta's uh uh yeah you know what that works um on the computer And Miguel is going after LaGuerta tonight and using Ramon as an alibi. But this is my question. How do you drink with someone without really drinking? Oh, my God, right? Like, I feel like every time we watch any show where they they do that, we're just like, how are you? Are you secretly telling the bartender, like, hey, I'm the designated driver. Just uh, give me fake drinks. But, like, you can't do that with beer. Yeah. Lots of questions. It's called the Bruce Wayne method. <gasps> Ooh, where tell me. you have to look like you're drinking a lot, but you're actually sober for crime. Okay. And much like Miguel. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in Dark Knight, 
at, at one point during a fundraiser where Bruce is supposed to be getting drunk, he goes outside and like throws the champagne off of the balcony. Oh yeah. Which I've always thought, well, there's someone down there. It's, I know. It's Gotham. <laughs> there's always people on the streets. Suddenly someone yeah, just, gets drenched in champagne. It's yeah. like, damn, this is good champagne too. Why'd you do that? It reminds me of in Muppet Treasure Island when uh they are. They want to do a. Uh, Long John Silver wants to do a toast to the maiden voyage. Yes. And every time they do, uh, Kermit, who is the captain of the ship, uh-huh. uh, tells him no drinking. So he keeps pouring a toast, and Kermit's like no. So he throws it overboard. It, it wasn't Kermit. It was uh, um, Fozzie Bear. Oh, was it Fozzie Bear? Oh yeah. Okay. There we yeah, go. Yeah, because he, he was like the 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 person funding it, and he oh, was all right. like, yeah, yeah, drinks, drinks, and then that's every right. time they're like, no, and you Kermit, can't do it. Kermit would be like, no, and Fozzie Bear's like, okay. And then yeah. the Rizzo rats that are taking a cruise on the Treasure Island ship come in, and they're like, will you stop doing it? You're, you're tearing up the racquetball court. Yeah. <laughs> it's what I think of every time when, when, when you just keep throwing champagne out yes. of thing. Anyway, but you're wasting yeah. your drinks instead of actually getting drunk. But especially if you're at a bar, how do you how do you pretend? How do you, you do You got to take shots. I don't know. I'm confused. So I don't get it, but Miguel does it. I'm gonna learn to fake drink. Oh no! <laughs> it's it's basically where we go to a party. I'm sober, but I act belligerent. Oh God! <laughs> Outside Laguerta's house, Miguel is looking to break in, and he knows where the secret key is. Never tell someone where your secret key is. No, okay? never. Yeah. Don't do it. I love when Miguel gets inside. Maria has a lot of pictures of herself. A lot of pictures of Maria in a Maria house. And I yes. love it. I love a single woman uh, who, who's a lieutenant, you know, and just has pictures of herself. Including her lieutenant picture. Oh, yeah. You better believe framed it. Framed right next to an old black and white picture. It's, yeah, it's good. <laughs> Dex leaves a voicemail to lure Maria out. And as Miguel leaves, he gets M99. But oh, my question, my, my question is, what... I wonder what Dex told Maria when he bailed on their, like, like hotel meetup. You know what I mean? Because he's like, hey, I need to talk to you about this. And that was just to get her out. And then he obviously goes to kill Miguel. So I'm just curious. Like, it's it, they have a good relationship now. I'm, I'm sure yeah. she wasn't pissed. But I am a little curious at what Dex told her. It's like, ah, it didn't pan out. I'm sorry I didn't call. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It is up. interesting. Uh, Miguel's kill room. Here we are. Finally. Holy shit, guys. Here it's a it good is. kill room. Oh my goodness. I would say that um, I really liked Lila's Paris shit, but yes. that was over pretty quickly. And even with Biney, it was Dex didn't want him to be awake even when, when uh, he killed him. So yeah, well, and it both, wasn't even a kill room. Yeah, and he did both, and neither were. Yeah. And he, he killed them pretty quickly. So it was nice to get, give a, get a little bit more time here. And, a proper kill room for... The big season. Well, Ellen and Maria's picks her up, um, and Miguel starts to backtrack a little bit. Once he realizes he's in the kill room, once he realizes what's going on, he's like, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I crossed the line a bit. I see that now. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, like he's treating it all like, okay, this is another lesson. I overstepped. Okay. And Dex talks about how it's always it always comes to this. I'll, he's like, I'll always be alone. And this is the same issue as Dex dating 
uh, pre-season one, mm. where he dates a person and they call him a science project. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, I'm done with dating and I'm done with sex. Then he meets Rita and it's all possible. Yes. Th- this isn't proof that Dex couldn't have had a friend. It's just proof that Miguel Prado was a lying, manipulative sack of shit from day one. And Dex is dramatic, being like, no more friends. Absolutely. But yes, you hit it on the head. Well, and it's also, Dexter jumped into this friendship so quickly. He did. So quickly. And, And it's, yeah, of course it just wasn't the right person because he he was Miguel was way too willing and Dexter was way too accepting sure and it just it all curveballed and right but it was you can see it from Dex's POV too where Miguel was trying to get in and we didn't realize how manipulative he was until later so like yeah I do feel bad that Dex did fall for it but um well guess what uh Miguel just wanted to be let in so to speak and mm-hmm. be friends and he's like um and i love the line of dex saying you're all just unchecked versions of myself and yeah with like what what i what i would be like without the code and of course this is this is one of our favorite moments where miguel's like i'm not like them i'm like you and then dex does the head slap and he's yes! like just stop 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 but oh, miguel's I like i accept you like a brother and Dex is like, yeah, but I killed my brother. Oh, I killed yours too. Like he kind of was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oscar. Like, that's right. Oscar! Well, Oscar! You got Oscar! Oh um, man, the rage. Well, the question is, I just called Miguel this, but who is the real manipulative lying piece of shit here? Because uh. Dex technically lied before Miguel ever did. That is fair. And I would argue over things that are of higher importance than cow blood or whatever. Like, that was yeah. killed their brother, man. Well, and the basis of their friendship, too, like a big reason why Miguel was interested in Dexter in the first place was because Dexter was showing a lot of the quote-unquote interest mm-hmm. in yeah, Oscar's death. For sure. It's interesting. It's oof. Shattering. Miguel talks about um, his bachelor party speech, talking about how friends forgive. And Dex responds with, I don't forgive you, and I don't get to have friends. So he strangles Miguel. Oh. And it was a really good gagging, and then he got that crack of the neck. Oh. And I do kind of love that the last uh, line of this is, adios, amigo. Oh, my goodness, right? Mm-hmm. And then everything... Goes into black and white, yeah, and Dexter's like just like I. I like to think that that was because Dexter was grieving right there. Yeah, me too. You know, that For was sure. that was his moment to grieve Miguel, and it was, whoo, it was yeah. heavy. It was good. I do have some spoilers to talk about. Wonderful. But that wraps us up for the up. Woof! Huge episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you are hopping off now and would like to contact us. Our email address is tilldeathdoeswatch at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the social. So go ahead and uh, reach out to us there. But if you are sticking around, uh, we have a, a secret for you. Shh. Dexter Secrets. Just a Dexter Secret. Shh. Shut up. <laughs> it's time for Dexter Secrets. Here we um, go. Yeah, I got, a couple, I got a couple spoiler things to talk about. Oh, let's do it. This is the first uh, mentioning of Batista's sister. Yes! Who we do meet. Um, I believe she comes in 
I want to say season six. No, because season five is Dexter's Irish nanny. Oh, and I think season right. six is where Jamie comes in as his other nanny. There it is. Yeah. Um, and then I think in season seven, nope, because that's Nadia. At least by season eight, she's dating Quinn, and that's a whole. That's a whole other that's a thing. Whole thing. Super excited to get into but, that. Much like that, we we get the first mention of Vince being a sperm donor, which is very interesting because we meet his daughter later. Oh my god, I actually forgot about that. Yeah. I legitimately forgot about that. Yeah, oh, oh yep. shit. That's fun. It'll be good. I want to say that's season eight. Um, it could be seven because uh, I get things muddled, but it's seven or eight. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's fantastic. Ah. All right, so yeah, then let's let's get a little bit into Miguel, where yes, um, obviously in the last episode, when it was when Miguel is at the precinct and he's like, I can try to help with the, the Skinner, but you know, that camera's on the fritz, so don't yes. watch me. Um, also, I think what surprised me about that was that they do talk about the camera being on the fritz, but then they actually turn it off. Like, it feels like the thing that you would say it was on the fritz, and then watch what Miguel does. So it is interesting that they actually did turn it off so that he could proposition the Skinner. Yeah. But could you imagine watching this for the first time when Dex gets off the roof uh-huh. and Miguel's like, all right, did you see him? And you cut to the Skinner and you're like, how the fucking long has this been happening? What's this bullshit? Yeah, I think I was that way the first time around. One, that thing, whole thing. one thing that this show did really well was it showed Miguel's turn and they showed that it was there from the beginning and they yes. did a really got, good job to show his character development or lack thereof. Yes. When I first watched this, I really liked Jimmy Smith's and I really wanted this friendship to work. Yes. So I was really pushing for it in a weird way, kind of like how I was pushing for Lila when you when I was first watching season two. Sure. And I, yeah, I was really into him. But then, so I wasn't paying attention to all of the signs that he could have been a bad guy. Yeah. So it felt a little bit, I always talk about it in with 30 Rock, where mm-hmm. I love 30 Rock. It's, it's one of the best shows. So good. But it does feel like they will get someone in for generally Liz Lemon, to uh, played by Tina Fey to date, and then after an episode or two of Liz Lemon dealing with her own shit, mm-hmm. she realizes, oh, this person's crazy. Yeah, and they, there's a turn where it's like, oh, they're perfect, they're perfect. Oh, now they're weird. And yeah, that's fine. And I'm used to that with a lot of those types of shows where, you know, you introduce the love interest, they're great, and then there's a quirk, it's too much, they break up. Guest star of the past few weeks, right? Great. Yes. Um, I was worried it was a little bit like that with Miguel, where it was like, oh, he's perfect, and now he's crazy. And it's not, obviously, going through it and seeing everything, but I um, I, I really wish this could have worked, and I'm wondering if, um, do you think that their friendship was, like, doomed from the start? Like, yes. do you think that there was a scenario, let's let's talk sacred timelines here. Ah, okay. Would you, do you think that there is a timeline or a multiverse where they could have worked it out if it was done under the circumstances? That's a very interesting question, and I I think there's maybe a circumstance where it could have worked, but it would have been more of a fundamental difference difference like in, the, in Miguel. The same difference why um, even if Dex had let Brian live, yeah, at the end of the day, he just wouldn't be able to trust him. Exactly. I got it. Do you are you getting a little tired? Of the constant failure in these these seasons and the way that um, season one 
each season poses a question, can Dexter have a blank? Yeah. And the answer, we're three out of three for, nope, absolutely not. Now, yeah. you do kind of have a little bit of a Rita being there of like, well, no, things are good there. Yeah. But, so maybe he can have a family. But it does feel like every season it's like, can he have a brother? Can he have a friend? Can he have a girlfriend? And the next one it's like, can he have a father figure slash family? And then after that they drop that and it gets more like, can Dex, what's five? Five is can Dex forgive himself for yeah. what happened to Rita? Six is can Dex find God for half the season and then let that go? Yeah. Seven is... Um, ooh, well, seven, yeah, seven, goodness, yeah. what is seven? Seven is Deb finding out. Yes. For about most of it. And then you got fucking Ray Stevenson as one of the best bad guys. He's Until, so good and he's just hidden. Well, they drop him out uh, two-thirds through the season and then they replace him with that fire starter. <gasps> it's like the Phantom Fireman. We have literally talked about that earlier in our podcast and I still Filled forgot out. about him. That's hilarious. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, no, I think Miguel's was one of the most interesting scenarios. Can he have a friend? Because a yes. friend feels much more obtainable. Absolutely. And yeah. Well, and especially in the, you know, since you've got the two seasons previously where yeah. you've got Batista who flat out says, yeah, Dexter's my best friend. And and you see Batista, like, genuinely care about Dexter and yeah. still be there for him. And, and Dexter, very... Obviously, for for good reason, doesn't let Batista in in that way. Of course, and and yeah, I agree with you. We're like, this is something that is far more obtainable, and I think he just chose the wrong person. Sure, and that he still has hope out there. And and well, okay, to answer your your question, I am not tired by you know good. our our answers, pretty much being no, he can't have a brother he can't have a girlfriend he can't have a friend i think they are very they are very human questions that everyone has to deal with and it's a very particular circumstance to see dexter being asked the same kind of questions Mm -hmm. but actually taking it through this extremely challenging situation and have him earnestly try and it's like what harry says earlier in this episode like Dexter is very brave to try. And and we've, we've all had those failed relationships and those failed friendships and all of that. And, and I don't think there is anything wrong with seeing Dexter going through these failed attempts. It's very human. Do you think it makes some of the later seasons more predictable? If you're like, well, it's all going to just end in fire and kill rooms anyway. <laughs> sure. I think that was definitely... Uh, a fear of everybody when this series was just starting and that's why there were so many complaints about this particular season too Sure, but i also think that post season four i think there's a lot of interesting it's going to be a lot of i I think in a way a bit more fun one through four they're the best they're good um there's ups and downs but they're they're very good yes um even with how removed we've been how many years later it's been they're still the pinnacles of tv some of it absolutely five through eight are gonna just be fun it's gonna be so much fun to just talk about what's going on and why is that happening and how crazy it is well if anything i'm yeah like i'm definitely more excited for those because one i don't remember them very well as far as our rewatch goes but two yeah like we are kind of dropping that 
that pretense that we're, we're taking out that formula that we've had for, you know, these other seasons mm-hmm. and we're just watching Dexter. Yeah. We're watching him just try to go through life. Now. I think the first four, it is a little bit about like, who's the guest of that? Is it Brian? Yeah. Is it Lila? Is it uh, 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 Miguel? Is it the Trinity killer? Yeah. And I think that after season four, it gets more into like, it's a better Dexter show. Yes. Because you're focusing more on him. But then all, everything else kind of, uh, there are issues. When you change showrunners, uh, it really fucks shit up. There's but a shift for sure. I am so excited. I fucking, I've had so much fun with season three. Oh, I, I love it so much. I love all the bro moments. I love Miguel. Right. Um, Jimmy Smith is amazing. Uh, I, I had so much fun this season and it'll be fun to, again, season four is the best and we're, we'll get into it, but, um. We're going to do the finale tomorrow, and I yes. am very excited. Oh, it's going to be super, super, super good. It'll be so fucking great. They're getting married. Well, you want to wrap us up? Oh, I would love to. Guys, thank you so much for listening, and we really appreciate your support. You guys are the best. Yeah, again, if you would like to contact us, watch at gmail.com, also on the socials. We'll see you there, and we'll also see you next time for the finale of season three that's it bye 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 bye, bye.